Sport Press Podcast, featuring hosts Jay Hove, Jeff, and Weezy. Please enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations. I would like to welcome everybody back and some of you for the first time to the Full Sport Press Podcast, the premier sports podcast for the consummate sports fan. And this is your one-stop shop for all sports-related news and topics. I am Jay Hove. It's your boy, Big Jeff. Got Weezy in the building. Say what's up, Weezy. What it do? What it do? What it do? So, Jeff, how are you, brother? Good, man. How about yourself? I'm all right, man. How about you, uh, Weezy? How are you, brother? I'm good. All right. Cameraman. Good. Two thumbs up. What are you saying, Jeff? It was a snow day in the Ville today. Snow day in the Ville. Yeah. Snow day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, get out of here kind of quick, though. Did you uh, Did you get on the sled? No. No. No, I wouldn't know. Did you enjoy the snow? No. no. Did you build a snowman? Okay. get out there. You know, yeah, ain't saying? enough to build a snowman. And I definitely wouldn't know to do that. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all been a snowball fight? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Good snowball fight. Good snowball fight. I don't like snowball fights. Me neither. I ain't like them neither because some shit. It's just saying? cold. Yeah, on your face, Paul. Yeah. yeah. Somebody hit me in the face with a snowball. It's tough. It's that's, tough. That's, that's a different <laughs> word. <laughs> Episode 307. We are analyzing the 2020 NBA trade deadline. FSP style. Always FSP style. Better damn know it. Better damn believe it. Let's kick it off. Best week, Weezy. What you got? Best week for me is my Vanderbilt Commodores got a win last night in the SEC, man. <laughs> they did. First time in <laughs> two years. Yeah. <laughs> got an SEC win last night over a good good opponent in LSU. It was pretty good. Yeah. You guys acted like it was a um, championship thing. I was throwing water and everything. We, you didn't hear what I said. We won the first SEC <laughs> sure, game. Can't say they've been there before. SEC they game in two years. <laughs> Great point, Jeff. Great point. Congrats, bro. Yeah, for yeah, sure. sure. What you got, Jeff? Uh, my best of the week is Bianca Belair. From NXT on Wednesday night. Okay. So she's finally getting her shot in WWE. And now she's going to push. She had a moment with Charlotte Flood this Wednesday that was dope to see. So shout out to Bianca Belair. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> My best of the week is Lids. They announced that fans can have a Kobe tribute design embroidered on any hat for free. For oh, free. Wow. So the hat doesn't have to be purchased at the store. Oh, so wow. Yeah, for sure. You wow. can bring any hat. You get the Kobe Bryant embroidery. On there, so shout out to Lids for that true move by them, man. How, how fast are you headed up that way? I got to figure out which hat, <laughs> you know. I think I have an idea what I'm gonna do. So I figured you did. Yeah, nah, for sure. <laughs> what about worst of the week, fellas? What you got, you Joe? Oh, I got two actually. Okay. Um, Giannis as a GM is oh, horrible. horrible. No, he's, he's, he's a horrible GM. Giannis, two years in a row, he's picked a horrible team for his All Star selection. Mm-hmm. He should call in a. He should phone a friend next time. Definitely, I think Giannis is picking teams strictly off of who he likes. I think so too. And yeah. um, that's just not how you win. No, nah. you, know, you can't win. No, you're not gonna like win that. a game like that. He nah. made that real easy for LeBron. LeBron was just like, oh, yeah. word. okay, no, yeah. I'll take Luke. Yeah, 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 sure. yeah I got him. Yeah. And it's my second one, I had two. Those Duke and UNC jerseys. Are trash for that. There's a real bad for that hundred year <laughs> rivalry game y'all got going. They on. look like practice. Yeah, that was a bad. That was yeah, really bad for sure. And this is not our year, but <laughs> just watch. We got we got the number of recruiting class coming in next year. Mm-hmm. Just watch what we do next year for sure. <sighs> Worst of the week, Weez, what you got? This week for me was uh, Super Bowl. Uh, I had a little wager on it. The game got close, and I got a phone call. 
<laughs> I got a phone call right when the game was crunch time, was close. Man, going to pay my money. Oh, you know man. what I'm saying? One of those phone calls. Mm. This old wit. Yeah. Don't I mean don't make me come look for you. Oh, and I said, man, he's speaking way too soon, buddy. Yeah. Game got over. I was victorious as always. Oh. And uh, now nobody oh. will answer the phone. You know oh. what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> well, that's just part of it. It ain't, it ain't over to the fat lady sings, man. That's uh, needless to say, listeners, he was not talking about me or anybody <laughs> no. uh, that's on the Realville Network. No, 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 yeah, not y'all. My worst <laughs> week is Meek Mill, uh, him arguing with his ex, Nicki Minaj, during the first week of Black History Month. <laughs> uh, big star. I think this is the biggest that Meek's been in his career. And you stoop down to the level of Nicki because she's putting out a record. It's clear that's what this is for. I think she had the most catastrophic fall off in hip-hop history, self-inflicted, too. Mm. Now, she came out and said she was hacked. <laughs> Gotta yep. say that. Yeah, Nikki said she was hacked. So, um, this is not a good look for Meek. Gotta leave stuff like that alone. Gotta drop this album, keep getting checks, putting people on. He's a yeah. co-owner of um, Lids. Yeah, yeah, so he's probably had something to do with this Kobe stuff. So, yeah. stay away from the exes, fellas, man. They Please. are exes for, for a reason. reason. Thank you, sir. Yeah, yeah stay away from them. Yeah, man. Like, you know. That's a prophetic word. That's my lesson for the day, man. Stay yeah. away from exes. Man. Put the exes. phone down. For sure. Yeah. They text you, don't text you back. Yeah. You can check us out on iTunes, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, Google Play, Stitcher, Beyond Pie, YouTube, and of course, the SoundCloud page to catch up on the full archive of past episodes of FSP. Just search for Sport Press Podcast. And after you do that, check out the On Deck TV Hip Hop Podcast with Animal Brown and Spike Lou each and every Wednesday. This week's show is the Funeral Album Review. Yeah. Yeah, check out that funeral. Yeah. I have, man. Um, still, you know, Uh-oh. I can Uh-oh. attest to say this and I can stand firm with this. I'm not listening to Lil Wayne, Eminem, Ja Rule, 50 Cent in the year 2020. Just not doing it, something that I'm not I'm signing not sure, up for. That's right. Ja Rule got in the conversation. Yeah, I'm just saying. You know, <laughs> just, you know people in there. Yeah, I'm just saying. I don't want to hear LL Cool J. I just, certain people I do not want to hear in 2020. LL's in the studio. Yeah, no, I hope not. That's just a Is T.I. in that too? No, nah, I'm still. He's teetering, though. It's close. It's close. I would say T.I. before I say Wayne. Nah, for sure. But yeah, now. Nah, um, so in turn, I haven't listened to the album, so I don't plan on listening to it. Okay. And um, yeah. <laughs> so they don't get great with. with He's still age, rapping at a very high level. I've heard. Yeah, rapping at a very high level. I, I still Wayne Wayne still top ten greatest of all time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, low tens, but tens. Oh, mid low six, ten. seven, low tens. I wait still low six, tens. seven. So he said he low mid, tens. He mid major now. Yeah, lo, just low tens. No, no not mid six major. or seven on anybody credible's list. He's six or seven. Low tens. Listen, people, I'm, and then I'm done with it because this is a sports show. Absolutely. Rick Ross has a better hip hop catalog. That's not what I than, said. Than, than that's all I'm saying. He, Rick Ross has never had the same impact as Little Wayne. And when you're talking about impact, never in life. when I'm referring to catalogs, that's all I'm worried about. If your catalogs, Drake surpassed him two years ago, but we'll, we'll talk about this. Ain't gone. Sure. <laughs> Fresher than your average podcast, man. Me and my dog, Animal Brown, is a self help fashion podcast directly related to improving everyday fashion. Same great content. With a new name, Catch Our Latest Issue. Issue number 58 is up right now directly for the culture. Hit the hotline, 629-777-5565, and drop a fashion-related voicemail so we can answer your fashion-related question. On the next issue, wear your kicks. Cop responsibly. I got a fresher than your average uh, story real quick. Do tell. I had I had the kill shots. Okay. I was going to wear them to my sister wedding this past Dude, weekend. Man. What color you get, Jeff? The white with the blue. The, well, the, Royal the, blue the, or navy? The navy. No, navy blue. Navy blue? Yeah, okay. colors was, you know, okay. maroon and blue. Okay. 
So I was ready to do it. Yeah. But then she asked me to walk her down the aisle. Yeah. I chickened out. I couldn't do the kill shot. Why not? I had to bring the hard bottoms out. Couldn't uh, do it. Well, yeah. for a weird night. Yeah. <laughs> but the kill shots, man, my telling you, my favorite shoe to wear, man. Yeah, it was a comfortable. Super comfortable. comfortable. Yeah, for definitely, sure. Definitely no rotate. I get a couple more pairs. There you go, man. They yeah. there. Yeah. Jeff, you got 10 good wrestling sets. I do. Let's start the clock. All right. So I haven't talked about this wrestling promotion enough lately. I've been getting hell for it. Mm-hmm. AEW stole the show this week. Okay. So shout out to my guy Cody Rhodes. Had an issue this week with young uh, MJF. Who's MJF? that? MJF is his nemesis in AEW. MJF okay. is the guy who has the Burberry uh, scarf. What does MJF stand for? Woo! Okay. 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 I'm not quite sure okay. what the F means. Okay. I know the M and the J, but Please I don't, don't want to yeah, I don't want to get the F wrong. But MJF is a cool guy, he's the heel of the moment. So they have a rivalry going on where they're going to wrestle with this month's coming up pay-per-view, right? Well, MJF had a stipulation that he has to hit Cody ten lashes with the belt for him to have his match. Okay. Live on TV. Okay. Now you can't you can't turn away from a train wreck. Mm-hmm. It was like watching a train wreck. Okay, ten lashes with a leather belt across his back just to have a match. Real lashes. It was compelling TV. Compelling TV to say yeah. the least. Twitter was a, was in an uproar. Yeah, shout out to Brandy Rose. Yeah, shout out to Brandy Rose. Oh wow. Yeah. It's good. It's good TV, man. Yeah. So check out AW on Wednesday nights. We're not doing nothing. Mm. And that's ten good wrestling segments, yeah. Now, tweet us with questions throughout the week at Full Sport Press. Don't forget to comment excuse me, and give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page. On the iTunes page, please rate and subscribe. But more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. Tell a friend. That the revolution will be podcasted. And before we get started with the first half, do you have a yellow box of Cheerios award recipient for the listeners, Weezy? I do. This week's award recipient is Gail King. Most definitely, man. Um, in an interview that aired on Tuesday, Gail King talked to uh, Lisa Leslie on CBS this morning about the late NBA legend Kobe Bryant's 2003 sexual assault charge. She asked if Leslie, a fellow basketball legend and a woman, yes. spoiler alert, felt that the change, which was later dismissed, um, complicated his legacy. King later asked Leslie if she thought that even addressing that part of Bryant's history was fair. And to that, Leslie said that she believed the media should be a little bit more respectful about it. On Thursday, Gail King posted a two-part video explaining her sides of the story, namely that the snippet that went viral was taken out of context. <laughs> um, guys, here's the thing. Now, she's saying that she has had uh, death threats mm-hmm. as of late. Oprah and Gail are on a, I don't even know how to say this the right way, but every African-American male... <laughs> Uh, from Michael Jackson to Kobe Bryant, clearly, Russell Simmons with allegations, but can't seem to remember the guy who's currently on trial for very similar and uh, allegations. And Show me a video of Oprah and Gil talking about Harvey Weinstein's acquaintances the same way that she grilled Lisa Leslie. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist, right? No. I just, I just want to know why. What I about just, Gail's co-host in the morning mm. on her on CBS show? Come on. Where's that video? And he got ousted along last year. Long time. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? And no, none of that exists for her doing that, dude. I'm, it just gets tricky because a child lost her life. You know, three children lost their father. A woman lost her husband, and the world lost an icon. And just have some respect during this time. People are still grieving. It's distasteful, and it's just I just 
don't understand why you would do such a thing at the time. Like, I understand speaking on it. Yeah, he had a complicated legacy. But don't sit and ask anybody face-to-face, how do you think – well, I mean, those charges, you know what happened with those charges. That's where it got rough. Yeah. Bringing it up. I totally understand because you're a journalist. You got to do your job. Come on. But when she doubled down, it was like, well, of course, Lisa, he wouldn't do it around you. You're his friend. Why would he do it around exactly. you? When she went that route, that did. it got nasty. It got it nasty. It got real nasty at that point. And like I, that. I commend Lisa Leslie for holding her. 100%. For holding her, you know. For sure. She did her thing, she, but. Uh, she let the melon come through for her. But come on. <laughs> come on. Come on, Gail. Come on, Gail. How you going to get that out, Weezy? Oh, Prime. You got to get that Prime. prime. Send that box to her. Asa, she might need I might two. drop that off myself. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got yourself. Yeah. Now, now, leave Gail alone. You go jail. Yeah, Oprah. Yeah, that's a different level of security. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure yeah, with Gail. Yeah. Yeah. You guys ready to get started the first half? Let's do it. Let's go. The first half is underway. Full Sport Press. First half, the hottest sports news of the past week, like we do each and every week here at the Full Sport Press Podcast. Before we get started, I am Jay ho It's your boy, Big Jeff. I'm Wheezy. Let's make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> I can dig it. Uh, Weezy, where can they find you on social media, my brother? FSP underscore Weezy on IG, and I'm at How Weezy on Twitter. Yes, you are. Jeff, what about you, brother? Jay Easley 84 across all social media platforms. And I'm Jay Hove on Instagram <laughs> and Twitter. Have a conversation with me on Twitter. It's wide open. Let's talk. And it is FSP underscore cameraman on Instagram in this vicinity. Update your IG page, bro. Let me know It's updated. All right. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. We, we talking about. Um, let's kick it off, man. After last year's across-the-board oh. score between the Rams and the Patriots, we got a true game worthy of being called the Super Bowl as the Kansas City Chiefs dramatically came back to defeat the San Francisco 49ers 31-20 to and claim their first Lombardi trophy since 1970 <laughs> in Super Bowl Four. That's only a part of the unofficial national holiday that is Super Bowl Sunday. Who really won the big game? Who really lost? Let's talk about the real winners and losers from Sunday night. Who wants to start off with a winner? You go. You got it. Oh, man, that's low down. That's low down. <laughs> no, that's you got a, it. That's a person that, you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's, 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 I ain't played any uniform football. I do. So. I do a winner. Okay. Andy uh, Reid. Andy Reid. That's the Andy Andy Reed. That should be consensus. Yeah. yeah. Andy Reid. Finally sure. got him one. Yeah. He he takes his name off the list of best coach to never win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Now his Hall of Fame is solidified. Yeah, for sure. Years yeah. of heartache, frustration yeah. with Andy Reid. Little criticism can go now. One for Big Red, man. Shout yeah. out to Big Red, man. Shout out to his cheeseburger. He going for have. sure. Yeah. He deserved it. Oh, for Big sure. boy cheeseburger. Yeah. I had Andy Reid also, but I'm gonna just go ahead. I had Damian Williams. Man. Oh yeah, yeah. Damian Williams yeah, is my yeah, winner. Yeah, yeah. Should have been my. Should have been MVP. Should have been, been MVP. A hundred percent. I don't know how they. Cheated him out of that, but yeah. he should he should have been the VP. Yeah, huge fourth quarter catches, big run. They were the reason. Him and Sammy Watkins, I Shout think, were the reasons uh, that they got back into the game yeah. for sure. That's definitely my winner as well. You got another winner, Jeff? I say Pat Mahomes. Okay, and the reason why I say Pat Mahomes is because three quarters he had the worst game of his career. Okay, hundred percent. Worst game of his career, but no, on the biggest. No, of his career. That was his worst game of his career. That's his first bad game. First time he saw real defense for real. It don't matter. It's a real That's good you said that. Yeah. And then he figured it out. He didn't figure it out. No, he didn't. He wouldn't figure it out, dog. We didn't, we, figuring it out? Bro, he mm. threw a duck on a person that was wide open. It was third and 15. He was wide open, Jeff. Oh, 100%. Cameraman can make that The Tyreek Hill pass? Wide open. He under well, what about the Sammy Watkins pass? Dude, it he, was under a, threw, he underthrew Tyreek Hill because he couldn't step into it. Dead ass. Right now, 100%. I'm telling you, any high school quarterback can make that throw. Sammy Watkins wide open on get Sherman. Wide open. 
Them were two throws. So we gave him MVP because of two throws. So what about taking that hit? Hit on. When he should have slid. I mean, that's a part of the game. Yeah. He also ran a touchdown in. Yeah, I mean, that was a part of the game, for sure. But the point I was, the reason why I have okay. him selected as a winner is because he had the worst game in his career mm-hmm. for three. Maybe you can even venture say three and a half quarters. No, yeah, three and a half. Three, three and a half, whole half. Yeah. But the thing about it is he lived up to every expectation when it mattered. He was a <laughs> don't no, you can't you can't nah. you can't sell him short because sound like hate. No, nah, it ain't even got nothing to do with hate. I'm telling <laughs> you, I think he was a um, um, a winner of circumstance. Oh, wow. oh sure. my god, a winner of circumstance for sure. Let's move on to the losers. Anybody <sighs> got a loser? Well, we got a couple of Jimmy G. How is Jimmy G. losing? He played good for three and a half quarters. I'll tell and you, Jay. You, and you said and said that a winner. It's Pat Mahomes, but in turn, you give Jimmy a loser for playing good I'm in three. I'm so glad you said that. Here's why I have Jimmy G as a loser because those three and a half quarters when he played great, all he did was play action. Once that play action option was taken away and he had to make the throw, Emmanuel, if Emmanuel, if he makes that throw to Emmanuel Sanders, you guys win the Super Bowl. Jeff, the reason Guess he what? didn't he make, make that, that throw, throw because Emmanuel Sanders is running on a, a ruptured Achilles. Oh, repeat. hell no. He was, he was open. Jay, you can, no, it no, doesn't matter. Go make that. We know he was open. He cooked that whole second That's there. the problem. He was open. He was wide open. He's still open right now. No, nah, he was not wide open. He was too if still. He, he's, in the NFL? He's supposed to catch that. In the NFL, he's, he's supposed open. to get that. He's supposed to get that. So he's saying, no, he, threw, he threw some play action. He didn't – first off, Jeff, in the first three quarters, it wasn't all play action. The he whole reason he was looking great because of play action. But Jay, I can't saying, believe you just said the reason why he didn't catch that ball, no, he played no, on his Achilles. You can down no, Jimmy saying, G Hill by he yourself. Just, literally, <laughs> by, literally, he tore his Achilles last year. He played a whole season, and you blame that – you playing <laughs> that, that, that wide open pass he missed on his Achilles? I mean, if you've ever ruptured your Achilles, you would know. Jay, he played the whole entire season. He missed one pass, and you blame it on his Achilles. He didn't miss that pass. So what I'm saying is we have not seen the best of Emmanuel Sanders. The best of Emmanuel Sanders, he would be able to get that. In turn, he is coming back from a ruptured Achilles. Okay, what about the other four with George Kittle's wide open? That's just just bad play calling because – you look at dude. Th- we, let's talk about Kyle Shanahan, and if we're gonna talk about it, he's because next. he had 16 attempts throughout the entire fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Four times out of 16, he threw about 12 times. That, that never is a character flaw. Yep. That's a flaw. I mean, dude, very good at his job. One of the best head coaches in the entire NFL. But the fact is, he's 46 and 0, including the overtime. In Super Bowls in he, the fourth quarter, he believed in a quarterback who's second tier, who's third tier at best. What? You believe in what quarterback? What? What? Are he, you he believed in your quarterback to make to win that game. He did not take the ball out Those of. Those are bad game. play calls. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm agreeing with you. He, he was believed. Th- in Jimmy your Garoppolo was three for eleven in the fourth quarter. Exactly. So in we, we said the same thing. Yeah, and no, I agree. And what I'm saying is, but the plays that they were using for him was not used to the best of his ability, like you just said. Why don't you run the ball? Why don't you throw some screen passes? He was throwing the ball down the field for no reason. Because he believed in Jimmy G. Which now he believed in his play column more than he believed in the quarterback. And, and the plays were couldn't execute those plays. Plays if, wasn't open. Because if George hundred percent Jeff Jeff everybody in the group chat is ninety nine point three percent. You literally called the game being over. I sure did. Jimmy's Jimmy's Josh Allen. I, no, I, I, I didn't think Jimmy G had a horrible game. Man, what game was you watching? No, I didn't think he had a horrible game. I think Kyle Shanahan let, let off the gas. when running, He stopped running the ball. He stopped throwing the ball to, to Debo Samuel. He quit, quit getting the ball. He quit being creative with Debo Samuel. That's what hurt him. 
I'm hot at both of y'all. The, the losingness is the pay scale. So here's a breakdown <laughs> of the 2020 Super Bowl and the NFL playoffs. Players on the Super Bowl championship team made 124000 Players on the losing Super Bowl team made 62000 In the AFC and NFC Conference championship games, all players earned 56000 In the divisional round, all players earned 31000 And wild card division winners won 31000 while the others made 28000 So you get more money if you were a winner in the Pro Bowl. You got $140,000 if you were on the winning team in the Pro Bowl. You only get 124 for playing in the Super Bowl. Now, granted, there's tiers. You get more money as you advance. But at the same time, for one game, you should probably get a little bit more than Pro Bowls. So. I would think so. Just a, at least a little bit. Just a little bit more. But I guess you got to give yeah. people something because people really don't want to play in that Pro Bowl. Oh. Yeah, no, sure. <laughs> but here's the thing. And, you know, I'm a 49ers fan through and through. Mm-hmm. We won four games last year. We won 13 uh, this year. Mm-hmm. We are setting ourselves up. We're one playmaker away. From being great on offense, um, just not running the ball. That was my other lose. Just not running the ball. Y'all had all those yards coming into from the NFC Championship. Ran, ran it down Green Bay's throat. Ran it down uh, Minnesota. I believe the game before that. Oh, yeah, for sure. You got to ask them. We kicked their ass. You got to run the ball. That's it. You got to run the ball. For sure. And Richard Sherman, my last one. That's crazy. Richard Sherman's definitely a loser. Yeah. Got cooked. All right, guys. This is very much love. You know, something I want to talk about. The Roaring Twenties are back. The NBA All-Star Weekend, the Roaring Twenties, is going to be happening next weekend, all right? So, with the All-Star Weekend, we have the USA versus the World Rising Stars game. In that game, for the USA, we got Ice Trey the game, Trey Young, Zion Williamson, and, of course, John Morant, to to name a few, versus your boy Jay, RJ Barrett, and Young Luca. Who you guys got to win the USA versus the World game? We just start with you. Team USA. Okay. Jay? Uh, I'm going with the U.S. roster. They have a lot of players that have a lot to prove. I also want to make sure that when you see a lot of these players, it's your first time seeing them. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of good players on that U.S. roster. A lot of that good players. need to, you know, get a little shine because all people are talking about are players like John Morant and Zion Williamson. Some really good young players in the NBA, man. They'll get a, a, a heavy dose of them. So I'm going with the U.S. squad. Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn. Sure. And Carter Jr. Players like that. Super, super Check good players. For sure. All right, let's move on to the skills challenge. We've got Patrick Beverly. Wow. Uh, Demonis Sabonis, my guy. Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum. Bam Adebayo, Young Spencer Dinwiddie, and Pascal Siakam. Mm-hmm. Jay, who wins? Um, I got Spencer Dinwiddie winning this, man. He won it before. I think a lot of the other people will be pulled a lot of different ways throughout All-Star Weekend, so they'll be tired. Spencer Dinwiddie will focus in on this one event, and he will win <laughs> it again. So I got Spencer winning in a landslide. I'm still in that same argument, mm-hmm. just for being focused on one event. But I think this person going to take it way more serious than anybody mm-hmm. ever has in history. Yeah, Pat Bell. And I'm going for Pat Bell. Yeah. <laughs> it's sure. at the crib. You know what I'm saying? the crib. Yeah. He's going to take this way more serious than anybody else. I'm he trades the Timberlands, for God's sake. Give me sure. Pat Bell. And the three-point contest, which is normally the main event nowadays, um, we have Devontae Graham, Zach Levine, uh, Duncan Robinson, Trey Young, Buddy Hield, mm-hmm. Davis Burtons, Joe Harris, and Dame Lillard. Jay. Yep. Who we got? Joe Harris won it last year. Surprisingly. I'm sticking with my Caucasians. I'm going with Duncan Robinson to win this. <laughs> Shooting 44% from the field. He is a – he got a chopper. My He's a shooter. 
She's got a man. Listen, I'm trying to tell you, leave that kid open. And I think again, it goes back to the point, like what we were saying. Joe Harris last year, mm-hmm. he knew what he was there to do. Yep. Came in, executed. I think Duncan Robinson would do the same thing. I'm gonna go with Trey Young. I try the game. There's too much going on for him. He and the reason why I say that, because I think he's gonna get hot. The lights are gonna be because this is really the main event. Yeah, it is to me. To on, like, since Steph has been in the league, the three point contest has become the main event. And see him, Dame, of course, Joe Harris. I know Duncan, like you said, does have a ratchet. Mm-hmm. But I think Trey gonna get hot and, and, and prove some people wrong. It's his kind of it's his coming out show this weekend. Yeah, it, I think people will get a little too focused on the deep ball that they have um, with the new wrinkles in the um, actual three point contest, but. Yeah, there's no way, Trey. He's gonna be. He's wearing Yeezys. It's gonna be doing too much. Nah. It's, gonna, it's, it's yeah. his weekend to show out. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> and last but not least, the dunk contest mm-hmm. got Dwight Howard, <laughs> Derek Jones Jr., Aaron Gordon, and Pat Connington. Connington, yeah, I can mm-hmm. say it right. I had to spell it wrong. My bad. Connington. I'm gonna go with Aaron Gordon. Mm-hmm. Aaron Gordon got to bounce back this year. Yeah. He got robbed. What, a couple years ago? Twice. Twice. Yeah, you got robbed twice. You got robbed twice. <laughs> yeah. I got Derrick Jones Jr. winning. It's a solid pick. Um, I think, again, Aaron Gordon, is gonna, he's a phenomenal dunk. He should have won one, maybe two. Yeah. But I'm going to go with Derrick Jones Jr. because the bounce he has is astronomical. <laughs> Nuts. Can we say something for Pat Riley putting this squad together this year? I put a squad together. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we're going to talk about that. Man, I know it, but man, just yeah. even before we get to that part, yeah. just the players he has, just mm-hmm. man, that's crazy. Undrafted players, he's using a lot of them, man, for sure. Yeah. Let's move right along to some hometown situations. Vanderbilt Athletic Director Malcolm Turner is stepping down from his AD position after one year with the university. Now, Turner will be succeeded by Candace Story Lee, the former student athlete is Vanderbilt's first female athletic director. She has been a leader at the university in athletics for nearly 20 years. In 2016, Lee was appointed to serve as deputy director of the athletics program. What does this mean for Vanderbilt athletics? <laughs> Let me go first, please. Go ahead. It means Vanderbilt has become a shit show. Excuse my language. It was already a shit show this year. But you can't step have somebody step down in less than three hundred sixty five days. Like it's a little bit over you. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit over you. After even well, if you count when he was announced, you're right. Mm-hmm. But the Jerry Stackhouse hire, which I don't even know if he's going to get a chance to live that out, and then promising Derek Mason another year, like this could set Vanderbilt, which is already a step behind athletically in the SEC anyway, this does not look like something promising going forth. Like Jeff said, it's a lot of pressure on him, but it's, I don't think it's a complete shit show. It's just the fact that Vanderbilt has the wherewithal and has the means to invest in the athletic programs if they wanted to. You know, if you want to tap into that booster base and that, you know, that donor base and put it towards the athletics, you could. Yeah. I think she knows what she's up it. against. I think she knows what she's up against. That's the hope. That's yeah. the hope. I mean, last year she was uh, nationally recognized by the Sports Business Journal as a power player, Mm -hmm. one of the most uh, up-and-coming young athletic directors. So she was next up. I think the way that she knows the university, she's a student athlete there, worked there um, a lot through her career, and she also has her doctorate degree from Vanderbilt as well. So she knows what she's up against. She knows the alumni. She knows the boosters. And they wouldn't put her in this job as a situation for her to fail. 
So with her being and knowing this already, I think she'll do fine. I think it's a hand in glove fit. You, the thing is with athletic directors, it's always good to hire your own. Yes, it's tricky when you hire a woman to do that because it's something that has never been uh, done. She's trailblazing from that area, but at the same time, I think they know what the hell they're doing, and I think uh, Candace would do a great job there, man. So I hope she. I just hope she gets a fair shake. Fair shake. How many years you think is a fair shake? Um, at least three. So okay. at least three. Yeah, at least just to get things going for sure. Okay. Right. Moving right along, Weezy. <laughs> we thought football was over. Oh, but it's not. <laughs> this weekend is the relaunch of the what, Weezy? The XFL. Exactly. <laughs> Cardell Jones and the DC Defenders are early season fra- excuse me early season favorites to win it all. Will you guys be tuned in? No, I'm not going to watch it. I have to hear about it. I think professional football in any capacity is worth tuning into. It's just not – it's too much basketball going on right now. Mm -hmm. And with the AAF, it was surprisingly fun to watch that first week. Mm -hmm. Then it fell off tremendously as the weeks went on. So, I think the XFL has – you know, it's always good to know what you've been through. The XFL has done it once. So, I think it's more of a focused vision. I think they – have superior talent as far as the players and better funding. So there's plenty of reasons to see why it will succeed. And I think Vince will do a good way and will try to find a good way to get this going. I think one reason, well, not one, but a couple of reasons why I believe it will succeed this time is because they took their time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They had scrimmages. They actually had practice. You know, they were able to get a team together before starting the league. Like, they took this a little bit more serious, realizing what some of the mistakes were the last time. And I'm definitely going to tune into at least one game this weekend. Yeah, for sure. I'll try to. No, I'm definitely going to watch. Uh, yeah. Like like just said, they did their homework. It should be a whole lot better product than what we saw last time. I'm, I'm, I'm almost sure to be better than, than AFF, whatever that was. You got to try to be that bad. Yeah. That should be easy. All right, over and under two years. Uh, over. Over two years? Yeah, over two years, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I say they'll stay like four or five. Okay. And then some of the stuff will get picked up by the NFL. Like the camera. Sure. That's first what, time. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ready to get started with halftime? Let's do it. Let's go. We're at the midway point. Enjoy all of the halftime festivities. Halftime. In case you missed it, 30 for 30 for 30. Now, NBA fan David DeLooper has accomplished something has likely never been done before, and as random as it is impressive, David went to 30 arenas in the NBA in 30 days and got on the Jumbotron at every single game he attended, and he called it 30 for 30 for 30. Wow. The journey journey began on Christmas Day at the Motor Center for the Portland Trailblazers game. The 28-year-old said inspiration came from what he saw at games. And the costumes range from a blow-up horse, a lobster, Statue of Liberty, and everything in between. His five seconds of fame in each city did not come with a little bit of preparation, though. The Looper said the game plan was to wear a costume that related in somehow, some way to the home team. Nice. In order to increase his odds of getting on the big screen. What he found throughout the journey is most important elements are location, with the corners being the best spot and the creative costumes and his subpar dance moves. He <laughs> celebrated completing his journey with a Philadelphia 76ers game against the Los Angeles Lakers. Is David insane or light years ahead of the game? 
somewhere in the middle. Right in the middle, right? right? In the middle. Yeah, because <laughs> you had to be insane to blow that blow that type of money. That's but, a lot of bread too. But it's yeah. gonna come back to him some kind of way. Somebody gonna put some bread behind yeah. him for the content. Yeah, like, especially if he recorded the journey. Oh man, you know that's what, what he should have did. If he did something like that, oh, he can make a killing off of that. He yeah. definitely started something though. Yeah, not nah, for sure. <laughs> thirty for thirty for thirty. Yeah, he that's started crazy. something. It's a lot of work, man. There's a lot of preparation. I'm just happy that something like that was done just to see, you know, just bring some type of purity back to doing stuff online. Some people are doing so much for clout <laughs> and to see him doing something, not necessarily for clout, just something cool, it's man. Something cool. Yeah, it's a feel-good story yeah. for sure. Yeah, we need more of that. Yeah, no, for sure. Less of the other stuff. Yeah, less of that clout. Less of the other shit, stuff. For sure. <laughs> you guys ready to get started? Second Let's half. do it. Let's go. The second half is underway. Second half, the 2020 NBA trade deadline show. Before we get started, I am Jay ho It's your boy, Big Jeff. I'm Weezy. What do you do? Weezy, the NBA trade deadline has built up steam for months. It's my favorite time of the year. Mm. I love NBA trade deadline. That and also um, the first day of the free agency, too. Now the first day of the NFL draft. I love, mm. I love the NFL draft for sure. But anyway, after nearly six months without a deal, teams have finally found some momentum on some big <laughs> moves. Dozens of names were floated around. And without the Warriors being boogeyman, scaring off potential buyers, virtually every contender is exploring some type of move throughout the week. Now, episode 307, we're grading each major trade, the NBA trade deadline, saying who won and who lost the deal. Let's kick it off with the Utah Jazz getting Jordan Clarkson from Cleveland for Dante Exum and some picks. Who won this deal, fellas? I think the Utah Jazz won. Mm. Get another score. Get yeah. Another, score, another, another guard, another scoring guard to yeah. help out with what they already have with the team with uh, Donovan Mitchell and things like that. I think this is a big pickup for them. Yeah. Jordan Clarkson was off to a strong start in Cleveland. Yep. Then Mike Conley goes down with a hamstring injury. You bring in a player that's averaging career high in points yep. and several other uh, categories. He helps upgrade their biggest weakness on paper. And that is the point guard position mm-hmm. with Mike Conley not being 100%. So, and rumors in Cleveland floated around that he was a negative influence on some of the young players. And the team's so young, so you have young. to get players out yeah. of that situation that are cancers. Yeah. And he'll be fine in a locker room like Utah. And you had Dante Exum in, who's yeah. not lived up to potential because of not injuries. Yeah. But in turn, you are getting a 23, 24-year-old player that hasn't reached the potential that they assume. Which is insane. Is that Coach Locke's guy? I don't know. <laughs> guy was I, f- I, swear I don't know who believed in Dante Exum. It might have been me for a little while. I, I swear. Real. If you ask me, yeah. I would say Dante Exum is like 28 years old. Yeah, no, I'm probably sure I would. Young. I know it. Young crazy. dude. It's crazy. Right. <laughs> Let's move on to the Atlanta Hawks and Minnesota Timberwolves making a, making a deal. Mm-hmm. So the Hawks get back Jeff T. Mm-hmm. Corner JT for three. Shout out to Bank Row. <laughs> and Travion Graham. Yeah. And the Timberwolves get Allen Crabb. Mm-hmm. Who won this deal, guys? Oh, the Hawks. For sure, the Hawks. When Trey comes off the floor, they're worthless. Atlanta's playing for their backup point guard. Mm-hmm. They had Evan Turner playing point. That's not good. And Brandon Goodwin, whoever the hell that is. So Choo-choo. Teague helps this problem. <laughs> uh, he has to be sick about going to a lottery team, but the silver lining for him, it's the final year of his contract. Mm-hmm. This is a win for the Hawks, which in turn, he's not playing for anything meaningful. Right. But at the same time, you're building it another year. And Jeff T kind of gets a little bit more film showing that he can really play. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. You, when you watch the Hawks, do you look at the game or you just look for Trey Young to come off the screen and shoot a shot? Before John Collins uh, got um, caught with the, the PED pack, 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say that. That's fun. But uh, yeah, no, nah, I was looking. That I thought that was one of the best young duos. Yeah, I thought they could maybe make some noise with mm-hmm. Jabari mm-hmm. and with John Collins goes down. Man, it was rough. Twenty five games. Twenty five games was rough. Yeah. But mm. if you look, go back to the Timberwolves, they were stupid because they announced that Jeff Teague was being benched the week before they traded him. True. That, you lose all the momentum. Yep. Why announce that you're benching them? Because you know you're going to get rid of them. Keep the value high. Trade yep. them. Killed the team you, Killed it. Yep. Killed These it. That's why you know, yeah. stupid, stupid stuff. Stupid move by the T-Wolves because now they had to put in a little bit more Work to get D Lo, and I know they were trying to get D Lo by any means necessary. We'll talk about it, but yeah, for sure. But that was the start of doing <laughs> stupid stuff to get them. Uh, let's move right along to the Portland Trailblazers and the Kings trade. Portland got um, Trevor Ariza and Winyan Grape, uh, Gabriel, and Caleb Swanigan. The Kings got Kent Bazemore, Anthony Tolliver, and two second round picks. Who won this deal, fellas? Can I get a push? <laughs> no, pick one. If I had to pick one, I would say Portland, yeah. just because what Trevor Reese is going to bring toughness to this 100%. squad that they need. Yeah, but I honestly think this is a push. Like both of these teams got something they both can use. Mm-hmm. Like Kent Bazemore for Sacramento is another body, another young body to where they can figure out for the future, see what they need to keep, what they don't need to keep, and you get picks, you get two second round picks. Yeah, you could package that together in another deal possibly and get that into a first round pick. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? So I think this is one of the few on our list that's a push. But if I had to pick, give me the Portland Trailblazers. We need somebody to defend somebody. Mm-hmm. They got somebody got to defend somebody. Sure. So point. Trevor Ariza, I think he got him just for defense. Yeah, nobody else in that team plays defense. That's hundred percent. Great point, Weezy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the Blazers own the NBA's largest payroll, and they're in ninth place. So if you look at that, just simple black and white, that's nuts. Scary. They had to cut some cap space, yeah. cutting Kent Bazemore. Kent Bazemore was making twenty million dollars, which is insane. It's nuts. So and his shooting has been. A disappointment to say the least. So Ariza is a better shooter, and of course, like Weezy just said, is a better defender. So when you get Nurkic back, and when you get Zach Collins back from injuries, you put that alongside Hassan Whiteside and Melo. Sacramento's out of the playoff picture. They're just trying to free up cap space so they can sign Bogdanovich this summer. So mm-hmm. this makes a lot of sense for both teams. But if I were to pick somebody to one, it was the Blazers. Gotcha. Move on to the Golden State Warriors mm-hmm. and the Dallas Mavericks. Okay. All right, so the Dallas Mavericks get Willie Cauley-Stein, mm-hmm. and the Golden State Warriors get a 2020 second-round pick. Right. Who won this deal, guys? Clear for the Mavs as soon as Dwight Powell towards Achilles. So it takes you two years to get back from Achilles, Weezy. Um, the Mavs have a whole center to take up the space for that. So Willie Cauley-Stein, another rim finisher with athleticism to defend the front court when you take out a person like Porzingis, who can play the center, but he's more comfortable at power forward. Right. Um, he might be an upgrade to Dwight Powell, for sure. Well, go ahead, Wiz. Hey, is it just me, or it seems like the Dallas Mavericks might have the best when it comes to like making trades or something? Like, it's like they got an upper hand on the rest of the league. They do. They, they, make, they make, make good plays. They, yeah. make, they make good moves. Yeah. I think it was a great move to get Willie Collinstein. Yeah. Great move. I'm going with Dallas. To me – this is a solid move um, after the injury, bringing in the size of Willie Collinstein, making where Porzingis doesn't have to do anything, any of the heavy lifting anymore mm-hmm. other than just show up. You know, that's the best he can do at this point. Um, <laughs> Luka is going to be Luka. That's yeah. awesome. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Willie Collinstein. He brings yeah. toughness to your team, brings a certain type of flair. It doesn't really work out for him in Golden State because of the injuries. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then Golden State just decided to push and get what they can for him. Yeah. So, uh, good pickup for Dallas, making a playoff run that they're, that they're making, and Willie's going to help him out. 
Yeah, that's a great point, Jeff, because the Mavericks are legit. Like, yeah. they have aspirations of winning a couple of playoff series, maybe yeah. going deeper into the playoffs once Porzingis, who's coming off an injury, gets back to 100%. It's a luxury tax deal for the Warriors, but it worked out for Dallas for sure. Let's move on to the biggest trade of uh, – I said all-star weekend – of the <laughs> trade deadline. Clint Capella moves. Rob Covington moves. Let's see. Houston Rockets, they got Covington, Jordan, Bill, and a 2024 second-round pick. Atlanta gets Clint Capella and Nene, who hadn't played all season. The Minnesota Timberwolves received Malik Beasley, Juan Hernan Gomez, Evan Turner, and Jared Vanderbilt in a 2021st rounder. And the Denver Nuggets got Gerald Green, who hadn't played a game all season. season. Keita Bates, Jop. Shabazz Napier, who was moved at a different time, and Noah Vonley in a 2020 first round pick. Who won the deal, fellas? Shout out to you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Can I be honest? Yeah. I think Houston won this. Yeah, it's close. I think Houston won this simply because, and I know it's a one game, so mm-hmm. way too small of a sample size. But this is going to be difficult for teams to match up with. This is going to be a, a, a horrible matchup for teams. You got five guys on the court. Mm-hmm. You got five out. What we just call it, it Clip, five out. Mm-hmm. You got five guys who can dribble, five guys to make a move. Okay. You just roll the ball out, see what you got to do. Yeah, that's what they doing. That's, that's, that's all, that's all they're doing. That's A-U. all they only want to do but is play the, AU. But the thing about it that, and this is going to sound weird, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm not trying to you know go off a, on a tangent or a deep mm-hmm. end. Russ quietly, since game 30, has turned a switch. For sure. I don't know if James is hurt more than he's leaving on, which mm-hmm. is quite possible. Quite possible. But Russ has made a switch. He stopped shooting threes, thank God. Mm-hmm. And he's playing some of the most efficient basketball that he's played in, in at his least, career. Yeah, in, in, his, in career. his career. Yeah, for sure. Now, this is a big if. He keeps that up. Mm-hmm. They're scary. Because defensively, they're playing, they're getting the spaces, yeah. they're making you work for it. And unless you space them out, yeah. they're, they're rough, man. Nah, I the center is a dying breed. Let me tell y'all something right now. We'll talk about that in a second. But um, I think the way Houston's urgency to deal Capella seemed to accelerate things. They wanted Covington. Mm-hmm. They saw that how good they played. They were 10-1 and one with Capella not in games. So playing small ball with P.J. Tucker, who will die at the end of this season, guarding <laughs> Anthony Davis's and Zubox. He's going to get murdered. But – um, this is a perfect deal. Covington is a perfect Houston player. Three and D combination of skill set, size, puts him in the right situation for long-term efficiency because Rob, man, is just a player that you can plug and play in any situation. So the Hawks wanted Drummond, but they settled for Capella and moving Collins out of the center spot for the Hawks, probably for the best. So if I were to say a winner, I would say it's a tie between the Rockets and the Hawks. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. But more leading more so than Houston, but the Hawks definitely got better. Yeah. I don't trust Dan Tony with anything that he's trying to just put out there. Let's see if it works. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm with you, but that's why I brought up Russ. Because if you I watched that game from from starting from opening tip pause to the end of the game. All Russ did was attack. Whenever he saw Caruso on him, whenever he saw anybody that was on whoever it was, attack. Mm-hmm. And if you have a ball player who can get to his spot no matter what, 
that's a scary sight for defenders. Yeah. Humans. It, yeah. Yeah, anybody. Yeah, but if, if this don't get them to the Western Conference, Conference Finals, it didn't work. It's a yeah, bust. I mean, yeah, well, going, yeah, of course. They're getting rid of they're getting rid of Dan every, every, Everybody's losing yeah. their job. At the end of this year, they don't make it to at least the Western Conference Finals. Or 100%. maybe even the finals. The coaching staff, GM, everybody's gone. One hundred percent. Have y'all seen a team win a championship without a no. some kind of center? No. I mean only people that did it were the Warriors yeah, they had a yeah. super duper, duper <laughs> team. Yeah, <laughs> sure. And, and don't I mean I know he's only six five. He does have a seven foot wingspan. Ah, and Rob is a, Rob is and Rob is a seven foot wingspan as well. For sure. So I don't know, man. The one game. Yeah, we'll see. It's going to something though for sure. Yeah. Our Golden State started with the Hampton Five. Yeah. They, they did wow. though. Like that really, was, the Golden State Golden State team, Nelly's team, really started it. Like the we believe in our day. Yeah. 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 Okay. I got you. I yeah. got you. It makes sense. Yeah. The right matchup. It's hard to deal with. For sure. All right. Hawks were very busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in this deal, the Atlanta Hawks get back Dwayne Dedman and the Sacramento Kings got Jay's guy, mm-hmm. Jabari Parker, mm-hmm. and Alex Lynn. Mm-hmm. Who won this deal, Jay? Uh, the Hawks, man. The Hawks traded for two centers in 24 hours, man. Yeah. I think Dwayne Dedman's ability to shoot the three and protect the rim, I thought they would be very uh, sufficient to work with him alongside Bagley. But it did not work, man. You pay him $13, $14 million a year. He's shooting 27 from three, not rebounding. He's not young. It's almost glue gun time. So for Dwayne Dedman? Look at Dwayne Dedman. He's not not man, Look and see how old Dwayne Dedman is. (laughs) Dwayne Dedman old as hell. But he's drastically overpaid for a backup center. But nonetheless, he played terrible for the Kings. If you're able to get him alongside Clint Capella, and also um, taking off some of your salary. Yeah, they still have right around fifty million in cap space next year to play alongside Trey Young and uh, John Collins. So I think the Hawks win for, for sure. So you mean to tell me the Hawks got two centers mm-hmm. and then the Rockets got rid of their center? Yeah, I'm well, telling you, it's crazy the game. Centers out of here. <laughs> but I'm telling you, <laughs> the problem with Dwayne Sacramento. Is 30 years old. I told you. I told you, Dwayne out of here, dog. Dwayne's out of here. The trade doesn't do anything to clear up the log jam that they have in the front court. They have Harry Giles. Mm -hmm. They have Marvin Bagley. And you bring in Jabari Parker. That sucks, man. I hate that for Jabari Parker. I hope he finds a situation where he can play because he was having one of his best years, averaging 16, still shooting 43 from three. Just playing great, man. Just wasn't working in Atlanta. I I thought the Hawks would keep Deadman last year when they had him. But I mean, they didn't want to overpay him, but hell, now, now they, they still, they're they're still, still paying him. They're still yeah. paying him. They're trading for sure. him. So you could have just saved us all the trouble and just save the trouble. Him. Yeah. Just save the trouble. Yeah. Let's yeah. move on right <laughs> along to the Warriors making a trade. 76ers got Alec Burks, Glenn Robinson III, and the Golden State Warriors got three second-round picks. Who won this deal, fellas? You want to go, Weezy? You want me to go? Uh, I think Golden State won the deal with the picks. Yeah, the, those picks ain't gonna materialize to nothing though. Yeah. Those picks ain't gonna be, listen. They, they they'll never see those picks. Golden State has flatlined though. They flatlined. No, nah, the Golden State is just trying to get under the luxury cap. That's that it. That is it because they don't want to be a repeat tax offender. Yeah. So them being a repeat tax offender was number one on the list. You get rid of Willie Collins, you get rid of expiring deals with Alec Burks, you get rid of an expiring deal with Glenn yeah. Robinson the yeah. third, and then you bring in a player that we'll talk about in a few that's yeah. under the salary cap. I think this this deal is contingent on things going great. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia should win this deal for sure because this is what they needed. 100%. They needed some shooters. They needed yeah. some somebody that could just stand in the corner, stand in by the perimeter, mm-hmm. knock a shot down. Yep. So this should work for Philly. Should should 
Nothing else has worked all year, though. Nope. So I don't know, but this should work. We're talking bad about Philly, but cameraman, they're 22 and 2 at home. True. The, the people don't talk, and they're 9 and 18 on the road. So the, if they play as good as they play on the road, the best road team in the NBA is the Los Angeles Lakers. If you can find a way to play good on the road, right. they'll be fine because they're 22 and 2 at home. But they're just playing bad ball right now. For sure. Yeah, you know for sure. I mean? But how you, that's not necessarily true, Jeff, when you you 22 and 2 at home. They're playing bad on the road. Have you seen their games lately? They're playing bad on the road. They just got dubbed. They only lost two games on at home, though. That's that's cool. Yeah. But when Al Horford is saying, it's some stuff going on in this locker room, we're going to sure. keep it in the locker room. And you got the process coming on TV saying, that's what I'm saying. Look, I'm out here. I got to stand by the perimeter because I can't get a shot. I'm like, he it don't look good. He's getting in the way. I'm telling you, man, the center is about to be out of here, man. But the he thing is with Alec Burks. Okay. Alec Burks is having one of the most quiet reserve seasons that mm-hmm. I've seen. And then you bring in Glenn Robinson the third, who can defend multiple positions. This will help out in spite in like spots that they need because Josh Richardson is going to be out for another five weeks. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you look at that and you add in a person like Alec Burks who can score, he, Utah gave him forty one million dollars four years ago, dog, for, for a reason. reason. So he can play. But you, but you know who really ain't nice like that? You said it's going to be nice. Who that? The bad thigh ball. Matisse Thibault is a, he, he got them straps. Get in the trunk. Bro, I've seen him strap up. What is you saying? A couple of games, but a you couple of games man, I'm watching. Nah, dude. I've been meaning to hit you like, man, man it's Thibault. got them straps, dog. He's, He's a good dude. But, yeah. he but he definitely lose some minutes now, though. Okay. <laughs> I doubt that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's move on to probably the biggest noise-making trade of the, of the deadline era. Mm-hmm. All right. So, we got the Miami Heat receive Andre Iguodala, mm-hmm. who I did not know hates being called Iggy. Didn't know I, that. I didn't know that. Did not know You're that. Breaking wow. news, boy. Right. I didn't, I didn't know, know that. that. Jay Crowder and old Solomon Hill mm-hmm. still getting paid to play basketball. Sure. And the Memphis Grizzlies received Justice Winslow, James Johnson, and huh? the corpse of Deion Waiters. No, no. Deion Waiters. <laughs> he's thinking he was going to play a game. Solomon Hill is younger than Deion Waiters and Dwayne Dittman. He said Deion Waiters ain't going to play a game. But it's just the fact he's still in the league. <laughs> no, I didn't sure. think Solomon Hill was going to be around yeah, here. I'm sure. He looked old, too. Yeah, but, yeah, All right, so who was this deal, y'all? Oh, the Heat, man. The Heat, for sure. Yeah, they both added both front court death and shedded a pair of unwanted, untradable contracts without giving up a single draft pick. Yeah. Somehow you, you are the Miami Heat and Pat Riley. You trade away $40 million in salary while barely impacting or losing players. And Iggy, we haven't seen him play since May. I think he can still play at a high level and really help this team. And more importantly, he can help that locker room. The locker room. Yeah. More than anything, locker room. Yeah. Shout out to Egan for not playing a whole half of the season and getting two years, 30 million each. I, I listen, that was a scam move. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I just think the biggest challenge for Spolstra is a good one, trying to figure out how do you fit all these players into a rotation that's yeah. already stocked full. Yeah. Um, I don't love Winslow's fit in Memphis. I think he's going to have to play a lot of the three, mm-hmm. and he's a little bit better at the two. Figure it out, but it's the last year's contract, so still Memphis should benefit on the defensive end because he really plays good defense. Mm-hmm. But I'm worried about him in Memphis. I think Memphis won this won this trade. Wow, because of that, I think you found another young piece for your nucleus. It's mm-hmm. gonna play defense. That doesn't mind playing a role. Okay, you got your superstars. You got your star. You got your superstar. You got your star. Yeah. Then you need the role players. Justice Winslow will play your defense, will we'll get to his spots, get his shots. Doesn't need much. Okay. 
I think this is a good fit for them, especially with them surprisingly making a playoff run. Push, I, I should I, say. Push. I'm, push. I, I'm nervous about Justice Winslow in oh. Memphis. Yeah, that's what Duke players do. They get to the league and they Just, really like them. Yeah, and <laughs> that and off the court, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He going from the he going from Miami to Memphis. Yeah. You know, that's a big difference. That is a big difference. Something to do with Memphis. He'll be though. fine, though. Yeah, no, he'll be fine. Same yeah, same yeah. thing you do in Miami, you can do it in Memphis. Nah, you can't go to live on Sunday. You're damn lying. You're damn lying. Nah, you can't go to live on Sunday. Let's move on to the next trade. <laughs> the Warriors make the blockbuster trade, yeah, finally. D'Angelo Russell and Jacob Evans and Omari Spellman go to the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the Warriors get Andrew Wiggins, a 2021 top three protected first-round pick, and a 2021 second-round pick. Who won this deal? This is the second deal we've announced where a player who tried to go to a team in the offseason didn't get to go. Try then he just gets traded to him in the, you know, right in the second half of the season. Yep. Um, but I say I like to say Golden State won this trade. Wow, okay. That top three protected first round pick. Yep. That's bigger than anything on this, this you know. With that team they're gonna bring back next year, mm-hmm. bringing in other draft picks. Man, they're gonna be loaded yeah. again, again, again. Like oh, yeah. just like not, like nothing left. They're gonna like be right back left. like nothing left. Yeah. So I think, the, and then this is the first time Andrew Wiggins just oh. gets to play ball because mm. he's gonna he's gonna have zero expectation. If he can stay, if he can stay on this team, he he's gonna have zero expectations. Whatever right. he's bringing to the table now is gonna be a plus. So now no more excuses for him. Nope. So yeah, that's what I'm nervous about. Yeah. He can he he get to be more. Lazy than he than he already is. Not necessarily now. He knows the the targets on his back. I mean, he got a big contract to live up to, and also it's a little bit less pressure because they didn't bring him in to be a superstar. Mm-hmm. I think he was supposed to be a superstar for the Timberwolves, and he's not a superstar. They brought him in to be a role player, and he'll do a good job at that. But I still have the Timberwolves winning this deal because Minnesota's been trying to get. D'Lo for two years now, <laughs> and they got a slightly better version of D'Angelo Russell this year, who's made who made an All Star team last year, right? Mm-hmm. So, I think he's made important progress, posing the best efficiency year, playing with Golden State, and he won't turn twenty four until later this month. So, the thing is, the pick and roll with Cat and D'Lo is the best in the NBA. That's nasty. It's very difficult to defend, yeah. but the only thing will be them playing defense mm-hmm. because D'Lo's not playing defense and Cat's not playing a little not defense either. Mm-hmm. So. But it is a huge risk for the Warriors. That's the only thing that I worry about. It's a risk. You think so? Because it does solve their biggest issue is somebody that can defend. So Steph can be a situation where he can kind of do his thing and mm-hmm. guard your Andre, uh, Andre Robersons, you know, yeah. people like that if – D'Lo's there. He's going to have to guard your Dame Lillard. You're going to have to go out there and guard Kyrie. Yeah, you go back to high school. On paper, (laughs) Wiggins does that because he's big enough to defend three or four positions, and Steph can do Steph. Steph And the cool thing for Wiggins is you get to be a 16 to 18-point scorer, and you get to be option number four. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not for sure. You get to be the fourth option, maybe even fifth, depending on who they draft. And then you worry. People are always saying – him and Harrison Barnes. This is Harrison Barnes 2.0. Harrison Barnes is a better basketball player than Andrew Wiggins because he plays defense. Andrew Wiggins <laughs> just is yep. out. He's just he should be playing a, a a a level of defense that we don't even know about. But yep. he's so lazy, like Weezy was saying. He don't play defense. He's just out there. I think this will help him out so much, man, playing for the Warriors. That locker room. That's a professional locker room. And then he, dude, he hasn't turned 25 until later this month. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. All right, let's move on to. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. The Cleveland Cavaliers received Andre Drummond, mm-hmm. 
and the Detroit Pistons received John Henson, Brandon Knight, and a 2023 second-round pick, lesser of the Cleveland or Golden States, depending on which one. Who won this deal, guys? <laughs> no, this is the worst trade in NBA history. The worst. Like, this, I think the Pistons decided that getting anything of value for him was not even on the question. Just give me some expiring deals. Just get him the hell off my team because <laughs> I don't want to pay him in 2020 because he can opt in. To he was going to opt in. Yeah, he's going to opt in and get that $28 million. Detroit should have been pushing. They could have got Jabari Parker and Alex Lynn, but they, they didn't want to give up a first-round pick. So, in turn, you trade them for, for this? Dude, Brandon Knight hadn't played. They, both of those dudes combined average 15 minutes a game. It's crazy. That's and you, nuts. And you trade telling the center is done, y'all. The center is done. They clearly just saying, we don't want to pay you next year, dog. Bro. That's it. They need to do Derrick Rose a solid and just pay up. Like pay about a he don't want to go. I know he loves it there. He don't want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Why does he like it there so much? I don't know, man. I don't know. But got him a bad one or something up there? I don't know. Hey, man. Man. It's a fun city, yeah, man. man. Like, yeah. Be real with you. <laughs> yeah. You're looking for a good time. It's up there. Yeah, I don't know about <laughs> what Derrick Rose got going, but, but and Drummond <laughs> isn't even a fit for Cleveland. I mean, it's more of a threat than Tristan Thompson on on the other end. But defensively, it's not like Drummond would be anything that like helped the team 29th in the NBA in defense. So. Like you're talking about the center, you know, possibly going extinct, mm-hmm. and the Cavaliers have taken it back to the '80s with the six one guards yeah. and the six eight. Small forward, six ten, power forward, yeah. seven foot seven. Yeah, nah, for sure. But I think Cleveland is looking at it like, okay, he opts in. Like they weren't gonna do better than Andre Drummond in free agency. No, so I'm gonna eat wouldn't. this. One. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. They'll take a year of that. Yeah, they'll take a year of that. Because that might they could take the rest. Of, yeah, yeah. It might turn into something. Because Tristan's gonna be gone. Possibly. He's gonna buy. Out, you know, in clutch, right? The yeah. history of clutch. None of their players have ever taken a buyout. Not one player. In the entire history of clutch, because their contracts are so, the boys trying to get paid. Yeah, they're trying to get every dollar. Yeah, he's trying, he trying to get them dry for sure. But that team. So what will Andre Drummond sign next year? I don't know. Where will he sign? Yeah, that man. Drummond. Somebody get the, the he leads the league and re, he's the rebounding leader right now, y'all. Yeah. And it's not even important. That yeah, like don't matter. Yeah, don't matter. Don't matter. That's crazy. Get possession. So if you score, I'm, I'm gonna come back down and score again. Anyway, yeah. I mean, and then on top of that, mean, yeah. you take him out of the game because he can't shoot free throws. Yep. It's a bunch of different reasons, yep. man. Basketball is different, man. Yep. Moving on to our last deal, the Los Angeles Clippers, Hollywood. The Clippers get Marcus Morris and Isaiah Thomas. Damn. And the Knicks get um, Maurice Harkless. And the 2020 first-round pick and the Washington Wizards get Jerome Robinson. Who wins this deal and why? Clippers, easy. Okay. Yeah. They get a mark, mark, They get another tough defender in Marquise Morris, which went to an already great defensive team. Yeah. Well, he ain't lying. He ain't lying. I mean, Harkless in the final season of his contract was an ideal salary swap. Yeah. You bring him in, instead of having Mo Harkless there, you get Marcus Morris, who – is coming off the best season of his career, and he's a great locker room guy, which is needed in that Clippers locker room because there's a lot of egos there. You want him on your team. 100%. He's definitely a Pat Bev. Him and Pat Bev definitely are from the same cloth. Yeah, man. Probably good friends. That's the first thing he said. He's like, I'm playing back with my boy, man. Let's go. (laughs) Put the bully up. See what I'm saying? Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So (laughs) you do Morris with this combination of size, strength, and quickness. He can guard LeBron James, dog. Foul him, push yeah, him. Yeah, get in his face. Yeah, no, nah, for sure. And I think, this, I think this solidifies the Clippers 
as far as the favorites, man, right now, if I were to pick a favorite, it's the Clippers because of this trade. Because you're starting five now. It's Pat Bev, Paul George, Kawhi, Marcus Morris, and Zubac. That's rough. And then you got Montrez, yeah. and you got Lou coming off the bench, and Landry Shamit. You didn't have to get rid of anybody, and you add Marcus Morris. That's crazy. A, that's a deep that's a hell of a run. That's, I feel sick for IT. Nah, for real, got to sue the Celtics, dog. I got to call my dog. <laughs> my dog, he, 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 he ain't you know what I'm saying? Tra- he ain't he, make he, the flight. He, so he's nah. not going to play this year? Nah, they cut him, man. They the cut him, man. They cut my he got, dog. He got released for his, for his ink even. Man, he's, he's still in Washington, dog. He need pack, he need pack his room up in Washington. He's still in Washington. <laughs> Did he still do IT, Nah, the, four years ago. No bullshit. Bro, it's really three, but it'll be four in May. Bro, he was the fourth. Player on the MVP boat, and he finished fourth in MVP, dog. Fourth. That was four years ago, and he been on seven teams since then. Played in no, two. Say, yeah, Cleveland. Dog. Denver. Damn, Denver. Washington. 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 Then it, it traded him be two, three times in between that. Wow. Sick man. Shout out to IT man. Slow grind man. Damn. Real slow. Real Does he get picked up? <laughs> nah, he don't. But and this I, is the funny thing is he averaging twelve points and shooting forty two from three. Yeah, but then he cussing out people in the stands. And he five eight. Yeah, I heard. Well, I'm gonna make you feel better. I heard your boy IT finna get a tryout. I mean not IT. Uh, JR. JR. Yeah, JR gonna make that legacy. Oh hey, my god. Want some of that? Want some of that? Action? That is Man, horrible news. <laughs> yeah. Watch what my boy do. I wish he never played again. Damn. Nah, JR. JR. He always got. A, he always got a spot with LeBron. Yeah, no, oh, for sure. He can god. play. He can play. play. He played play. in a year and a half, but he can play. I hope That's good for him. I hope he stay focused. Yeah, he is. Don't worry about it. Sure. Shout out to JR. Shout out to IT. All Shout out to Clutch. Clutch Shout gonna Clutch. find Clutch. a way. Clutch rule the world. You damn right. <laughs> and that is the NBA trade deadline show. A lot of trades ended up being. I knew it was gonna be a lot of trades because everybody didn't make any moves until after December the fifteenth. So. Um, just insane, man. We'll see how things go. All-Star Weekend comes up next weekend, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, for sure. Fellas, to quote the great J-Ho, if mm-hmm. she don't let you watch All-Star Weekend, she ain't the one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Boy, you pod. Yeah, I'm just saying. Nah, yeah, camera's yeah. out. That, that was the best tweet you ever had in your life. A long time ago, sure. you tweeted that. She's yeah. not the one, She ain't the one. If she's trying – listen, I'm trying to tell y'all. Let me tell y'all something. You're right, cameraman. you boy. <laughs> You pod and you ain't even pod. <laughs> boy, you put because you know I was. Yeah. What? What? I talk about it next week. You yeah. right. You right. <laughs> what you say? Just saying, fellas. <laughs> hey, hey. It's All Star Weekend, man. Enjoy oh, your right. All Star Weekend. I'm sorry, camera man. Enjoy your All Star Weekend. Yeah. Enjoy your All Star Weekend. Yeah. <laughs> you crazy dude? For real, man. Yeah. Not for nice. real. Enjoy your All Star Weekend. I know you for real. Nah, for real. For real. If she ain't letting you enjoy your All Star Weekend, come right. on, man. All right, tweet us with questions. Throughout the week at Full Sport <laughs> Press. Don't forget to comment and give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page. On the iTunes page, please rate and subscribe. But more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. And tell a friend. Weezy. Everything paid for, baby. Jeff. Camera's always on, brother. Cameraman, the revolution will be podcasted. We are out. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Thank you for listening to the Full Sport Press Podcast. To catch up on prior episodes, visit the SoundCloud page. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend. The revolution will be podcasted.